passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our 94 WIP YouTube page. You can check out myself and Tucker Bagley. We put up a lot of video podcasts. We'll get to a lot of the Eagles and, of course, previewing the Bucks game coming up. NFL picks later this week. But uh, i got to react to the Phillies after yesterday, after a series win in Atlanta, their last chance, their final shot at Atlanta before. I think a collision course has these two teams on in the National League division series. I don't want to get to the Nick Castellanos play, the Nick Castellanos day yesterday. Really, Nick Castellanos, in a lot of ways, sums up the Phillies and the kind of up and down, heckled, you know, Jekyll and Hyde and, you know, just topsy-turvy kind of team they have been the last couple of years. When they're great, they're great. When they're not good, they're not good. That's Castellanos. We'll get to that. Uh, some concerns, but also the positive out of yesterday and, and really the closer course run. So let's start with the reality of this, and then we'll get to yesterday and, and kind of the pros and cons of the game and the series win. The reality is the Phillies and the Braves are going to play in the National League Division Series, and I believe the winner is going to represent the National League in the World Series. I'm not trying to downplay the Dodgers, who are obviously a tremendous baseball team, but they just, they're a little bit deficient in the pitching area compared to other years. They just have, they're missing so many guys. They're really starting rookies. Those guys hit walls. Um, and their offense is obviously formidable with, with two MVP candidates at the top with Mookie and Freeman. But the Dodgers feel very vulnerable to me. They don't feel like a World Series team this year. I could be dead wrong, but I, I just I don't think they are. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got upended by a team like Milwaukee in the National Division Series. And you could have Milwaukee sitting there on the other side in the National League Championship Series. But a lot of people have asked, like, well, why are the Phillies and Braves going to play each other in the second round? Why wouldn't it be the NLCS? And they want it to be a seven-game series. Well, because baseball, and, and this is kind of silly, but that's what they do because they don't have many days off in October, they don't reseed. So the Braves are likely, not locked in yet, but likely to be the number one overall seed. The Dodgers are going to be the two seed, Milwaukee the third seed, the Phillies the fourth seed. So, you know, you would think, like in the NFL playoffs, the old NFL playoffs, and there's six teams, you know, if the four seed won and then, let's say, the six seed won, you know, why wouldn't the four seed go play the two and the six play the one? You know, the one being the Braves in this instance would get the, the worst team left. It doesn't work that way. It's just a bracket. 
So the, let's say the Phillies are the four and the Diamondbacks are the five. The winner of that series is going to play the number one. That's it. It's, it's a bracket like March Madness. So the Phillies and Braves fill on a collision course. I do believe the winner of that series will represent the National League in the World Series. The Braves will be the favorite, as they should be. Um, but the Phillies are going to have a chance because they play this team fearlessly. The Braves are better than the Phillies. I think anyone with eyes would tell you that. And it's been this way for six years. But the Braves... You know, I don't know when the switch was flipped. Maybe it was when Harper arrived. Maybe it was last year. I mean, certainly last year it, it was it was changed in a significant way because of the postseason. But there's something about the Phillies-Braves games over the past even five or six years where the Braves have been better. I mean, you count up the numbers and the games. They're better. They win more than the Phillies. They beat the Phillies head-to-head more. The games always feel tight. They come down to one swing. Yesterday, that swing belonged to Bryson Stott with the hit the other way in extras after they walk Bohm to load the bases. And it just feels like the Phillies are in these games. They, they believe they could beat the Braves. Last year certainly probably put that confidence into overdrive. But I don't think anybody plays the Braves, at least not this year, this team, this 2023 Braves team, as well as the Phillies. You look at run differential, you look at you know the ability to kind of stay with the Braves. Most teams don't stay with them as well as the Phillies. A couple blow-ups here and there over the course of the season, but you're going to have that when you face a great team and you face them you know, 12 times. You're going to have one or two games where they just blow the doors off you because they're that good. And that might happen in a five-game series, but the Phillies may have a, a game one or game two where they lose 9-1. I mean, that, that's, that's certainly plausible. But the Phillies have shown an ability to stick with the Braves and to be able to go up and play them, or go down and play them, I should say, because they had a winning record at Truist Park this year. But just think about that for a second. Now, the Braves are an all-time all-time offense. I mean, if you're making a list of the top 10 or 15 offenses in the history of baseball, and that is a lot of teams over a lot of seasons, the Braves are in that mix. I mean, they are a ridiculous lineup of power, of speed, of on-base percentage, of everything. You know, they're, they're a great, great team. But the Phillies somehow find a way to stay in these games. And yesterday showed you, even when the chips were down, I mean, they get up and then they blow it, and then the Castellanos play, which we'll get to, they find a way. So I believe we're getting the Braves-Phillies NLDS. I think it's going to be an electric series. You know the Braves will be out for blood after what the Phillies did to them last year. But the Phillies will have a puncher's chance. They'll have a puncher's chance, especially if, if two of the, the main characters of yesterday you know, do their thing at a high level. So one being Nick Castellanos. Nick's been such an interesting Philly. You know, you look at the kind of some of the metrics and you're like, really, this guy's been a little, just barely above average for two years. You know, we add it all together. But he does have a knack for when he gets hot. He really hits two home runs yesterday. And he carry an offense by himself for about three weeks or a month. And then we know when he goes into slumps, he's as bad of a hitter as there is in baseball. He, he really, in a lot of ways, he sums the Phillies up. But he seems to have a knack for some sort of like dramatic and he's he finds his way into the mix especially against the Braves I mean that last year of the postseason the catch uh to preserve a victory and yesterday I think everyone is sitting and watching their tv saying don't don't catch that ball don't catch that ball and Nick Cassianos comes out and tells us he had a voice in his head that tells him to catch the ball and then he whirls around and probably makes his best throw as a Philly you know Nick Cassianos does not not have a very good right fielder's arm He he just doesn't and he lollipops a lot of throws from the outfield, and it's like that's that's this guy's arm strength. That was a uh, that was a great throw yesterday, I and mean, that was a tremendous throw from a tough angle, spinning around, 
It's just a crazy play by Cassianos to nab former Philly Luke Williams at the plate to get that thing to extra so the Phillies could do their thing and, and win a ball game. So, you know, if Castellanos is heating back up, it goes a long way because, you know, this lineup, they have so much depth, but they they need to get more than just a few guys going at once. Like, this thing has really started to roll since the beginning of August because they got Schwerber, Turner, Harper going. All right, boom. They got the top three. Well, who's going to be the next crew that gets going? You know, Bohm is steady. Stott's fallen a little bit here since September, since August 1st, certainly September 1st. Big double yesterday. I trust him to have a good at-bat. Um, I really do trust Stott to have good at-bats. He may be tiring a little bit like last year, but I trust his at-bats. Then you get to the bottom, and that, this is, to me, the two swing guys in this lineup. And you can include Marsh, but I think Marsh is is more in that steady camp that he's going to be spectacular in a series. The two swing guys in a series against Atlanta are going to be Castellanos and are going to be Real Nito. If those guys bring their A game, the Phillies can match the Braves' offense in a short series. They can. You know, obviously this is taking, you know, we're accounting for Schwarber doing something and Turner doing something and Harper doing something. And we're accounting for when there's guys on base, Baum will knock them in and Stott will knock them in. The two swing guys to the lineup are going to be Real Muto and Castellanos. And yesterday certainly was a big day for, for Castellanos. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus now, the other guy, and it's a big part of the story yesterday, was Aaron Nola. Yesterday was Aaron Nola's only a second start this season with zero walks and zero home runs allowed. And that's why Aaron Nola was so successful yesterday. Sometimes we overcomplicate this. You know, we're talking about change-ups and fastballs and corners and up and down. Sometimes we overcomplicate pitching. If you are a quality pitcher and you have good stuff, and you can miss some bats, which Aaron Nola obviously qualifies for all those things, and you don't walk anybody, and you don't allow home runs, I don't care who the opposing offense is, they're going to have trouble scoring a lot of runs against you because you're not giving them free passes. You're not giving them instant runs. You're making them string together three, four hits in a row when you have the ability with your arsenal to get strikeouts. It's really hard to score. It's it just that's what, when Aaron Nola's been at his best, it's been really good command, and it's been keeping the ball in the yard. And this year, he's done neither at a super high level. He just hasn't been as sharp. And certainly, whenever he gets hit, it just feels like a long ball after long ball after long ball, especially against his Braves team. So for Aaron Nola to go down there and do that, it's very encouraging. He wasn't perfect. There was a, a ball that was hit, and if it was fair, it's probably gone. But it wasn't. It, it wasn't gone, and it wasn't fair. It was a foul ball. So you count that as a strike, and you move on with your day. If Aaron Nola can, can channel that against the Braves. The Phillies have a, a real puncher's chance to beat that team, get back to an NLCS, and I believe get to a World Series. You know, it's it's funny how on a team that is going to win, you know, in the upper 80s again and be a playoff team 
and have Red October again, just little things will, will make the biggest difference between whether or not they can make a real run again through October or if this thing gets cut short a little bit earlier. And I think a lot of people wish that the playoffs were different, you know, in terms of the um, the format, because the Phillies, Braves, NLCS would really be incredible. I do think right now they have the two best combinations of of things in the NL. And again, it's not to discount the Dodgers, because the Dodgers are an incredible organization. I just think there's, there's some weakness to all the... When I mean, you lose that many pitchers, I mean, really, they lost Dustin May, they lost Julio Urias, they lost Walker Bueller, who really hasn't been there all year, but kind of was making his way back. I mean, they're counting on Lance Lynn. They're counting on rookies. It's it's a lot to ask. They're counting on old Clayton Kershaw, who at this stage, stage of his career probably should be a team's two, uh, and they should have a, a higher-end one, which I think they thought they would with Urias or or Walker Pure the last couple of years, and just, you know, things didn't work out with injuries and whatever. And, and obviously, Urias is, is in legal trouble off the field, but it feels like Philly's Braves will, will decide the National League and decide who's in the World Series against, you know, the Astros or the Mariners or, you know, maybe the, the Baltimore Orioles. Like, one of those teams will probably be on the other side of this thing in the World Series. Phillies have a real shot. Now, if there's one other concern that, that didn't make me feel good yesterday, it would be the bullpen. Um, because the Phillies, they just feel an arm and at times a bat short. Castellanos and Real Mutter can make up for the, the bat being short. Uh, but they certainly feel like an arm short. You know, Wheeler, Nola, Ranger, they'll roll those guys out there. I can't believe they might have to throw out Taiwan Walker in a playoff game, though I guess right now that's going to just be what they do, and they're going to cross their fingers and have the bullpen ready. But the bullpen is is really where it feels like they're missing an arm. I think Dave Dabrowski missed the boat there by not getting another guy. I have not trusted Gregory Soto for one second this season. I just don't trust that guy. I like Alvarado. He hasn't been as sharp or as good since he came back from the injured list a couple times this year. But I, you know, I'll put the ball in his hands. Kimbrell's going to be a high wire act, but you put the ball in his hands because it's the best you got. And Hoffman's been a revelation. I mean, a revelation, one of the best moves Nebraska's made as a Phillies executive. So you have three guys you could put the ball in their hands and say, go get him. And that would be, you know, Hoffman... Kimbrel Alvarado. None are perfect. All might make you your heart be in your stomach at times. After that, I, it's it's hard. Matt Strom can get you a couple outs in a, in, a, in a spot, and he did it yesterday to save that game. Uh, Dominguez has shown nothing in the last couple months. And then you have Lorenzen, who they're going to try to transition into the bullpen and the piggyback there, and he looked terrible. He just might be cooked. Lorenzen feels like an X factor that they got to try to get going here over the next week plus. They really, two weeks or so, you know, until the playoffs actually start. They got to get him going. And I know the piggyback was the idea the other night, but I, I don't think that's really the right way to do it. I mean, okay, that was one game with Sanchez starting. Let's get through these games, these innings. But how about Friday or Saturday, depending on how Lorenzo's arm is feeling after, you know, pitching a lot of pitches in a short outing the other night? If he's ready, like, how about seventh inning, clean inning, go get an inning? How about two on in the seventh or sixth on Friday or Saturday? And you put him in there in a you know fireman kind of role, like just go put the fire out. Can he do that? He used to be a reliever and a pretty good one. It, it just was interesting. His fastball hasn't upticked. His uh, stuff didn't uptick the other night. You know, you wonder. And I know it was a great night, but you think about that no hitter, and it's like, man, that fried him. And we've seen this before in baseball. You know, guys go long and have one of those games. I think of Johan Santana with the Mets, you know, back in the day, I think it was 2012, through a no-hitter, basically Friday after that. Even a couple of weeks ago, the Giants let Alex Cobb 
go, I think, 130 pitches and took a no-no into the ninth, and he didn't get the no-no, but he finished the game, and he's been pretty bad since, and now on the injured list. It's just, we, we try to pretend this stuff doesn't matter, and then you you give the, the guy a little leash, say, all right, go do something special, go do, some, go do something fun, and then they're cooked afterwards. Is it worth it? And, the, you know, Lorenzo was the Phillies' big trade acquisition, trade deadline acquisition. He was. He was the guy. I mean, Castro's been a waste of time. The, the, the bat they got for Pittsburgh, it's been him. So they really need Lorenz in a transition here to the bullpen and help a little bit because they're just feeling like an arm short. But if it's the Phillies and the Braves, they absolutely have a real chance because they don't fear that team. For as great as the Braves are, they don't fear them, especially down at Truist Park where the Phillies end the season with a winning record. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast here. Of course, WIP Daily, uh, wherever you get your podcast, the video feed, 94 WIP, the YouTube page. Check it out there. Phillies, Mets for the next four as the Phillies get closer and closer to clinching a playoff spot. Could happen this weekend. If not, happens early next week against the Pirates, and it's about getting and making sure they have home field against maybe the Diamondbacks, maybe the Cubs, maybe the Reds, the Marlins. I don't think the Padres, but look out. They're not done yet as we record this one. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk soon, as always, on WIP Daily. Thank you guys for making this part of your day.